and your identity needs to be self-generated, not something that is shaped by others. When you hold the power, then you're not influenced by other people. When you validate yourself and you feel worth within, then you are no longer seeking the validation of others. Self-confidence is based on your core values, standards, and beliefs. Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Teresa Talks podcast. I am Teresa, your host. I am an identity coach that helps women discover their true identity and feel empowered. Each week, we're going to be diving into everything from motherhood, marriage, and beyond. I'll even be answering your questions so that we can stop stressing, stop the suffering, and enjoy some guilt-free living. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, and I can't wait to connect with you. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Ritual Queen podcast. I am so excited that you are here. It's been a while since we've been one-on-one, so I'm I'm excited to connect with you guys and share some, some information. Okay, so here's what's been going on. Last week, over in my Facebook group, I did a free training for confidence because we all kind of struggle with that in in some aspects right so I have found that going through life and all the different stages of motherhood all come with different levels of low confidence or low self-esteem and that's something that I think we tend to forget or maybe just need reminded of is the different levels of motherhood Right. So one thing that I would like to just quickly touch on that is if you are at a point in your motherhood journey where you've been through like the terrible twos or you've been through the potty training or if you are even further along in your empty nester now and you've been through those teen years, if you come across somebody that is going through it, don't diminish what they're going through. And what I mean by that is if somebody's in the thick of the teen years and you have been through it and you're like, oh, treasure it because when they're gone, you're going to miss them so much. Like that's where you're at right now and that's what you can say looking back on it. But for somebody who's living in those teen years, it's not easy to just you know, comprehend the treasure this, no matter how much you want to take those dirty dishes that they leave laying around everywhere and shove them up their ass. Don't do that. Treasure it because you're going to miss them when they're gone. Well, of course you're going to fucking miss them when they're gone, right? They're your babies. But that kind of takes away and diminishes the feelings in, in what somebody is going through at that stage. Same way with like when they're babies, right? When you are just so freaking exhausted because you're not sleeping or you have a child that's colic that does nothing but scream all the time or like we had a child that 
Every time he would eat, he would projectile vomit everywhere. And and he cried all the time unless super loud music was playing and he was in a swing. And if somebody is going through that and you say to them, oh my God, these are the best moments. Hug that little squishy baby and love them because, you know, when it's gone, you're going to miss it so much or, you know, kind of like the same aspect. Well, then you're taking away and diminishing the fact that they're going through shit and they're feeling those feelings and you're kind of shaming them and making them feel bad for going through that. So that's just as a side note, right, for um, for what we go through as moms in the different stages of motherhood. Don't diminish what somebody's going through and what somebody's feeling. Allow them to embrace it. Offer support. Just listen. Maybe they just need to vent about it. But allow them to sit in the feelings and in that space that they're in. Now, if they, you know, ask for advice, then feel free to give it. But if you give advice, just make sure that you're doing it in a way that um, acknowledges and is understanding of what their current situation is, not giving advice to diminish how they're currently feeling. So, okay, end of rant. (laughs) Now that we got that out of the way, let's get back to what I was talking about in regards to conquering confidence. So the beginning of last week, I ran a training over in my Facebook group called Conquering Confidence. It was a two-day training, supposed to be three technical issues, going with the flow, we turned it into two. So what I decided to do today, because the recordings of those two days did not save, because, you know, technology and I these couple of weeks are just best fucking friends, so... They did not save, so I wasn't able to um, convert them into a podcast for you. So I'm just going to go back through the presentation, kind of touch on some things um, to to share with you all. Okay, so lack of confidence and lack of self-esteem can come in a variety of forms based on the stages that we're at in our life, right? So, you know, do you often find yourself feeling like you have to wait for the kids to grow up before you can rekindle the spark that you've lost with your husband? Or do you ever say like, I'll, I'll get back to being me, I'll, I'll get back to my hobbies and my interests when my kids are grown, when I'm not running between meetings and, you know, PTA meetings, work meetings, um, guitar lessons, soccer practice, like what the million things that you have to do with your kids, right? So you decide that you'll just put off being yourself and, and doing things that you enjoy when all of that's over. Or maybe you're someone who just constantly feels like you're juggling it all. Your kids, work, home, health, fitness, your husband, And everything around the house, like the never-ending dirty dishes, and if you have teenagers, all of the all of the nasty dishes that you find shoved under beds, or laundry and socks in the couch cushions, and I mean laundry never fucking ends, right? So maybe you feel like you're juggling all of that and you don't have time for anything else. Like making time for yourself seems so far-fetched and a joke. Or maybe because you are juggling all of that, you just have absolutely no confidence in yourself because you're feeling so overwhelmed. So that that's my whole reason for creating 
um, the Conquering Confidence training is because I just wanted to give you some information to kind of help you get back on track and help you to start to rebuild the the values that you have within yourself. So your self-confidence, it comes from your identity. And your identity needs to be self-generated, not something that is shaped by others. When you hold the power, then you're not influenced by other people. When you validate yourself and you feel worth within, then you are no longer seeking the validation of others. Self-confidence is based on your core values, standards, and beliefs. Okay, so my whole intention for creating this free training was to help you identify what is holding you back from your own self-confidence and to conquer those limiting beliefs so that you can live your life your way. You can be in charge of your life right? It's so important. So when you can uphold your own standards and values, that is where the real confidence lies. Okay. Now saying that, um, something that I have found with the majority of women that I have worked with is three main confidence blockers. And those three main blocks that tend to hold us back are troublemaking decisions, comparison, and self-doubt. So a lot of indecisiveness, right? That can be something as simple as what to make for dinner or where, you know, you want your kids to go to school if you're putting them in private school or should you send them to preschool or should you keep them home? Should you homeschool? Should you send them to school? Um, Should you let them take dance class or not? Or, you know, even maybe things not around the kids, not, you know, not surrounding the kids. Maybe it has something to do with decisions at work where you let others make decisions so that you don't have to because you don't want to have to have that responsibility. Maybe it's the decision that you you have this feeling or you have this dream that you like want to create a business or you want to make a career change or you want to be a stay-at-home mom, but you just lack the confidence to pull the trigger on it, right? So decision-making can be simple, like what to make for dinner, or it can be something life-changing like a career change or starting a business. So if, if indecisiveness is something that you struggle with, then that can be a sign of a lack of confidence in that area of your life. Um, Comparison, comparisonitis, right? We all know that that's the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. And when you let it take over your life, it's because you don't have validation within. You don't know your own worth. So you're constantly comparing yourself to others and you need that external validation to feel good about yourself. Um, How about if you're filled with self-doubt? Do you never truly feel worthy? You're always second-guessing everything you do. Like, do you ever find yourself thinking, am I really doing a good job at this mom thing? Like, do I suck or am I I doing okay? Like, that's a big one, right? And that kind of also ties into a lot of mom guilt that we carry. 
So those are three of the main, main things that I find that, you know, moms struggle with, primarily moms. Okay, and then real quick, I just want to, I just want to touch briefly on self-esteem versus self-confidence because they're two completely different things. A lot of people tie them together and like put them in the same bubble and think that it's, you know, low self-esteem and no confidence go hand in hand and that they're one and the same, but they're not. They're actually two entities on their own. And self-esteem is more so how you feel about yourself in an overall, how you would rate yourself, how worthy you feel, like in, in the grand scheme of things, where self-confidence is more in like bite-sized pieces of how you feel about yourself in particular areas of your life, about your abilities, about your strengths. So like you can feel good about yourself maybe on the business side of things, or in your career, like you could be just fucking crushing it and know that you are an awesome badass at your job, but then you come home and maybe on the wife side of things, you struggle and you lack confidence. Maybe it's in your femininity. Maybe it's in your relationship with your husband. Maybe it's, you know, lack of confidence as a mom in your in your role as motherhood because you put so much into your career, you feel you're lacking in, in other areas. So that's the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence okay and then here is a little saying that I that I love that I love to use a lot I have it on my vision board I have it on cactus jack Um, if you don't listen to me often and you don't know what cactus jack is it's a cactor poster that I stole off of my daughter that is covered with sticky notes of little things that I like to remind myself, little mantras, little quotes, little sayings. Um, but it's, she remembered who she was and the game changed. And it's by Lala Delia. And it's just, it's a quote that I heard a long time ago and it just, it stuck with me. So I like to share it with all the time. Okay, so then this brings me to the main focus of conquering confidence. And that is my six pillars to be confident as a mother. And the six pillars of confidence are awareness, acceptance, action, mental, physical, and spiritual. So let's dig into those just a little bit more to give you some understanding of what each what each branch means. So awareness is understanding in what areas that you struggle Right. So when we talked about the self-confidence and how it's like bite sized pieces, all the different areas of your life, you need to bring light to and acknowledge which one of the which of those areas you feel that you're struggling in. And also under awareness, I am not a fan of fake it till you make it. I'm just I just I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I, I think it's lacks authenticity and realness and I think that there there's a lot to be said for somebody who can be vulnerable enough to acknowledge that they're struggling in an area but that they are taking steps to to improve and to make it better versus putting themselves in this falsehood of pretending like they feel good in the moment because pretending that you feel good in that moment it's not really going to help you heal so that you actually get to that good feeling. 
So acceptance, okay, and you guys, let me just also throw this out as a side note. My dogs are in here with me because my daughter's dog, if you don't follow me, has been sick lately and she ended up recently losing her eyesight. So I can't leave her alone locked out of my office because I feel bad. So if you hear noise in the background like um, jingling, it's my dogs. And so I will just apologize for that up front, but keeping it real here, folks. Okay, back to the pillars. So acceptance is understanding that these limiting beliefs or these struggles exist in your life and that you need to take steps towards change. That's the acceptance portion. So you've brought awareness to the situation, to the issues, to the struggles, and then you're learning to accept them and understand that it's real, that they're there, and that it's okay. It's okay if you don't feel like superwoman in every aspect of your life. So acceptance is an understanding. It's a permission slip. It's giving yourself some grace and some compassion to accept, I guess, for lack of a better word, that, you know, that it's okay that you're not perfect because my friends, perfection is an illusion, right? We've been over this. Perfection does not exist. It's an illusion. Okay, so once you've been through the awareness and the acceptance, then you're going to take action. So you need the action steps in order to grow. So it's going to be creating routines and rituals and all these things, all these action steps that are going to get you back to self-acceptance. Okay, you can you can wish and you can dream and you can put put things on your vision board and you can pray for them and and you can, you know, do your manifestation ritual and you can speak out into the universe all of the hopes and the dreams and all of the things that you want to come true. And that is wonderful and that is magic. And there are times where you will get a miracle and it will just happen for you. But Something that that I have learned from going through the, all of this stuff myself is a lot of people leave out talking about the action steps when they're talking about living your dream life. So it's more than just speaking it into existence. You are the co-creator of your life. So co-creating means that you have to also put in some of the work. You have to put in the, the action steps to get to where you want to be. So my best example that I can give you for this is there is a dream job that you want. You want this job so badly. It would mean everything. It would change your life. It's what you've always wanted. So you speak it into the world. You put a picture of that job on your vision board you journal about how great it'll feel whenever you get that job it is going to change your life it's going to be fucking epic but you never submit your resume you never actually apply for the job you never took an action step to help manifest your dream do you think you're going to get that job without taking any sort of action? Now, maybe, perhaps you could just be so well known in your field that they reach out to you directly without you having to take any action whatsoever. 
But nine times out of 10, you need to submit your resume, right? So action steps, I feel, are crucial to getting you to where you want to be. Okay, the other side of the pillar, the mental, the physical, the spiritual, okay? So mental is going to be your mindset, your perspective, needing to learn how to shift those beliefs, those beliefs that are so ingrained in you, but they're not even yours. Maybe you got them from generational. Maybe you got them from societal. But working through them and learning how to let go of what is no longer serving you, let go of what are actually not even your beliefs or values, and shifting your mindset and your perspective so that it is in line with your core values and beliefs. The physical is going to be your body image, being comfortable in your skin, physical symptoms that may be manifesting from the mental aspect. So for me, for example, my physical symptoms from my mental aspect were when I was suffering from depression and anxiety, I had panic attacks. I had constant headaches. I had a lot of stomach troubles. There were times where I would feel as though I was having a heart attack. Those are physical symptoms that are manifesting from the mental states. Spiritual is connecting to something outside of yourself, something higher, realizing that there is something bigger to believe in than just yourself. And this doesn't even have to be connected to religion. It can be, um, you know, if you're a spiritual person, great, the divine, the universe. Um, If you're religious, you know, God, angels. Um, If you're not, If you're not religious or spiritual, it's okay. So just believe in the ripple effect. So you do the inner work, you heal yourself. That can ripple out to your family, to your children, to your brothers, sisters, uncles, mother, father, like the whole family, it can ripple out. If you decide to create a business and you're helping people in your business in one way or the other, then that's going to ripple out to somebody else and then they're going to help somebody else. And so you can create this giant ripple effect in the world based upon what you do. And that's the spiritual aspect is just creating or believing in something bigger than yourself. I hope you guys are still with me. I know this is a lot of a lot of information and that's why I broke it down into multiple days for the training. But Um, This is definitely going to be a bit longer than my normal podcast, so thanks for bearing with me. Um, Okay, so here's another fun quote that, that I found that I included in the training is, Stop breaking yourself down into bite sized pieces to serve others. Stay whole and let them choke. Now, this goes back to, um, my belief in authenticity and not doing the fake it till you make it. So a lot of life as a people pleaser, I, you know, I made myself small to keep others happy and to make them feel comfortable. And that's, that's not living in your truth. That's not being true to you. That's not serving you. 
right? You cannot make a difference in the world. You cannot live your best, happiest, most fulfilled life if you are more focused on breaking yourself down to make others feel better. You don't need to be around those people if that's what they expect of you, right? Want more for yourself. Want more for them, right? It's so important. It's so important to be true to who you are and to share that with the world because that's what God put you here for. He put you here to be yourself, to share yourself. And for those that don't like it, well, screw them. Seriously. I mean, that's harsh. But if they have a problem with you, then that's them. That's on them. That's not on you. It is not your job to make everybody like you. It is not your job to fix other people so that they are okay with you being you. Okay? Stand proud. Be proud of who you are. Own it. That leads us into a ritual for confidence. Okay, so every single day for the next week, seven days, I want you to stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself. I mean, look at yourself. Look yourself in the eye. It's going to be weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to be like, this is stupid. Teresa is a fucking idiot. I am not doing this. This is dumb. But please press through the awkwardness. Growth happens in the uncomfortable moments. Okay? Start with 15 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever you can do. I want you to to start small and hopefully by day seven, you can do it for a minute, okay? So you're going to really look at yourself in the mirror, in your eyes, and I want you to set an intention for how you want to feel about yourself that day. How do you want to feel about yourself? Do you want to just be accepting and loving of how you look? Do you want to feel awesome in your clothes? Do you want to feel like you are going to embody love and kindness that day? If all else fails, set the intention of love. You can never go wrong setting an intention of love in any aspect of your day. So if all you can muster for the first couple of days is setting the intention of love, that's beautiful. I set the intention of loving myself today. That's fan-fucking-tastic. Go with it. Now say an affirmation to to cement and anchor that, that intention in. And setting an intention and then anchoring it in with an affirmation. The affirmation is something that you can carry with you throughout the day and you can repeat if you start to feel like you're getting off track. Just repeat that affirmation to yourself. And sometimes when we're not in the best mindset, saying, I am a confident woman 
who loves herself. That can feel a little far-fetched to us and like our brain just can't quite just wrap around it. So start with something along the lines of I am choosing to learn to love myself. That kind of goes over a little bit easier. For, for those of us with confidence or esteem issues, the I am choosing to seems a little bit easier to digest, right? Than just the full on affirmation of I am. We may need to work up to the I am. I am a confident woman. That, that can be a little tough at first. So start slow, baby steps, my friends, and say, I am choosing to learn to love myself. Okay, and if you start to have a bad day or something happens or you lose your cool or your patience or or you start to talk to yourself in a negative way, like in a way that you would never ever talk to your children or to your best friend, if you find yourself having that inner dialogue that is just mean and fucking bitchy, say your affirmation. Let the bitchiness go and say your affirmation. Try this for seven days. And I would absolutely love to hear from you if you try it and let me know how you feel on day seven. Because it really, it really is something small that can really make a difference in your life. So, all right. So we have gone through an awful lot to help you get back to self-acceptance, back to love, and back to feeling confident. Now, if you have enjoyed this, I would love for you to screenshot, tag me on social, leave me a review. Love, 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 and appreciate all of you who do that. It means the world to me. It helps me keep the podcast growing and going. Um, And this also leads me into um, a program that is currently open. The card is open for Confident as a Mother. It is a four-week program, has live calls, recorded meditations, Facebook group, workbook. Um, What we do in the four weeks is each week we will tackle one of these steps in the framework. And the framework is Surrender conquer, create, and liberate. And it's all about just letting go, breaking down the bullshit barriers and beliefs that hold us back from from really just doing what we want and loving every minute of our lives, right? So you're going to you're going to surrender. You're going to learn how to heal. You're going to learn how to conquer the fears. You're going to build your identity back of who you want to be based on your beliefs and your core values and what you want out of your life. And you're going to create rituals that bring you joy and help you to learn to find happiness in small moments. And we're going to liberate you from generational traumas and beliefs and healing is possible when you embody love and kindness for yourself and that's what liberate is all about so if this sounds interesting to you you'd like more information or you are you're ready you're ready to sign up then check out the website i'm going to put a link in the show notes 
Um, It is Tuesday the 17th when this podcast drops and the cart is going to close on Friday the 20th. So if you are interested, sign up by the 20th. Um, There are payment plans available if you have any questions you want to talk about it um, let's jump on a free call i'll be happy to answer any of your questions Um, but this is just it's all for you it's all about helping you become the best version of you that you want to be so that's what i'm here for all right my friends this was a long episode thank you so much for sticking with me and i really hope that you have enjoyed it And until next time, stand tall, my friends, straighten that crown, be proud, be a queen. Love you all. Thank you so much, beautiful souls, for tuning into the Teresa Talks podcast. I really hope that you discovered something new and that you found value in this episode. If you did, I would so appreciate it if you could drop a five-star rating. It really means the world to me and helps us continue to grow this amazing community. Now, if you want your question answered, reach out to me on social media, drop those questions, and you just might be featured on an upcoming episode. All of my Instagram, Facebook information is listed in the show notes, and make sure that you tag me. Until next time, let's continue to restore our true identities and feel empowered.